Now, you are very welcome back. I have just been joined by the lovely Owen McGee of Prosperous Financial, who, of course, is going to sort out all our money woes once again this week, uh, including mine. And uh, I'm going to lash straight into the questions Go for you, for Owen. Um, this is from somebody who has not given us their name. They say, Kira, I'm looking to trade up my house. I'm mortgage free. And if I sold my property, I'd be about 50 grand shy of the new house I want to buy. I have this in savings. So happy days. However, I don't want to enter a chain or lose the new property while waiting waiting for the old house to sell. A new mortgage is not an option because of my income, even though I could easily manage such payments until my house was sold. Banks don't seem to be interested in short term finance. Please help. Uh, actually, he has signed his name. I just didn't see it. It's Kieran. Um, what do you reckon? Yeah, Kieran's problem is, is this used to be old school bridging finance and bridging finance doesn't really exist anymore. If you have an incredibly good relationship with your bank and you walk into them and they really love you and you've got massive business with them and you're doing lots of other things, they might be able to do something on a term loan. But look, you, unless he would know about it if he was one of those people. It's going to be a really difficult one to to get over, but unfortunately, you're just going to have to find a house that someone's accepting that you're in a chain. And what I would say is is that you need to probably get the house up on the market and have it ready for sale and have it sale agreed and all as far down the chain as you can get. Because when I hear what he wants to do, and I knew I knew I knew that was called bridging, uh, I was thinking, but what if it all goes pear shaped? What if your house doesn't sell and now you're on bridging for the next four years or some mad thing that happens, and now you're absolutely stony broke and the house market has collapsed and you've overpaid on one house and you're like. I actually think bridging is probably in a way proper order it's gone because it leaves the buyer very exposed, no? Yeah, well, and if you think about it, if that's your fears and you're worried about that, imagine what the poor bank manager is yeah, feeling. But, but the poor bank manager is I'm, I'm, I'm a sensible type as we both Maybe know. Maybe Kieran is too. <laughs> Give him a bit of credit. Someone else says, uh, Owen and Kira. I do approximately 55,000. I'm a year in my car. I presume that's miles or kilometres. Miles or kilometers yeah, or something. Yeah. So far, I've been buying on finance a two to three year old car with a low mileage I never get to the end of the five year periods before the car I suppose you're running it into the ground before the car needs replacing should I continue this way or should I lease a commercial vehicle though that seems expensive or should I buy new I pay 365 a month uh, for three and a half year services a car and tyre tax 320 Uh, this is a lot of detail for you lease over five blah blah uh, there's too much detail but what I was saying is if somebody's doing huge mileage so they're only getting three and a half years out of their out of their car maybe should they be doing that PCP or whatever it's called? No, be doing that, a lease? that person be... would get absolutely hammered on PCP because PCP usually has a limit on the mileage you can do in a year and you get penalised when you go over that and etc, etc. What the person's actually doing at the moment is great because they're buying two-year-old cars. A car loses somewhere between 40 and 70% of its value in the first two years. So get some other mug to pick up that first two years of loss and you buy it after two years. If you're doing... What you could try and do there is if you could just extend it out and hold on to it's absolutely dead on the floor before you get rid of it. Try and get out the end of a loan and get into a savings pattern and build up a bit of savings and get off that treadmill. That's So if you if you could possibly hold on to the car, so if there's five years on the loan, if you could hold on to it for seven years, I know the mileage is high, you're up to 350,000 kilometres there probably, but try and just get out of that cycle. But is do not start years, buying new cars. Seven, That's not the thing. Is seven years a magic number somehow? It's No, it's just that it's two years beyond the five-year loan that he keeps taking out. Or try and get a cheaper car that you can afford to pay over three years and keep it for five, and then you've got five years, where he has three years paying back Cheap. the loan. Ruth. Ruth, three years paying back her loan and then two years paying back, saving up to buy the next car okay. and try and break that So she's kind of doing it right, but 
she is like that's really clever that she's buying two year old cars because someone else is picking up and partic- if she bought a brand new car and did that type of mileage in it she's definitely at the 70% now think about what 70% means like 70% means that on a 20,000 euro car you're going to lose 14,000 euros on it in the first two years it's going to be worth six after two years that's massive massive money like a 30 grand car you're going to lose 21 grand on it like that's, that's a lot of so money. Let someone else pick up that tab and continue to buy your cars two-year-old car. Ten percent a year, but I know nothing, and we both. It's not a straight line. We've established that many times. <laughs> uh, someone says, "Kira, I bought an apartment in 2012. I'm in the process of selling. I don't want to purchase another property immediately. Are there any tax implications if I hang hang on to the profits?" For an extended time period. So they've sold their own home. Is that what they've said? Okay. Just as I bought the, an apartment in 2012 and I'm in the process of selling it. Let's presume it's theirs. Okay, so it's theirs and they lived in it and it's their home and they've sold it and they're waiting to buy another one. That's fine. You don't pay tax on, you don't have capital gains, as it's called, on the sale of your own home. It's only if you sell an investment property or a home that was your home became an investment property and even if it became your home again, you have to pay capital gains on that. No issue with you holding on to see what you want to do next. Okay. Uh, Paul Isbanani said, Kira, some weeks ago, your financial guru, he's not just me who thinks you're a guru, uh, said you're on your show that the central bank were examining proposals submitted by the banks to release equity in houses. I'm very interested in this and I rang them and they sent me an email stating that they were looking into it, which is what you had actually said too. That was three weeks ago. Has Owen an update on this? Jeez, uh, I would have thought three weeks was slow in terms oh, of central bank tr- movements. Three weeks, no, three weeks is <laughs> Three years. No, yeah, don't three. It's not actually the central Bank. Let's not kick the central bank. Um, no, these processes take a very long time. I do actually have an update. I do understand that there's one company who is ready to go but is waiting for funding from big international investors to put money into it and they will be back in the market at some stage. So there is movement on it, but I don't think it's going to happen this year. Okay, so sorry about that. Not this year. Someone else says, Hi, Owen and Kira, I'm 52. Can I retire early and get my pension paid? Thank you. If you've left the job that you if you're an employee and you're leaving the job and you're going to retire, yes, you can. But you don't want to if you can avoid it at all. Right. Not that you don't want to give up work, but if you can leave your pension alone and live off other stuff, it's a much more tax efficient way. Pensions are a tax haven. Leave them closed as long as you possibly can. But if you're an employee, you're over the age of 50, you can access your pension if you walk away from your job. If you're self-employed, tough, you're not getting it till you're 60. I, I think I'm going to actually have to sit down with you off air and talk about my life. <laughs> life. We'll talk about life and a bit of money as and well. And a bit of money as well. Yeah, yeah, fair, fair. Uh, someone says, Kira, I have a small UK pension from 13 years ago since I moved to Ireland. Uh, it's worth about two and a half grand at present. Can I cash it in early or if not, can I transfer it into my Irish pension? Thank you very much. So the rules only just changed from the UK to Ireland in, in very recent times and it's become absolutely almost impossible to transfer over here you'd have to just get in touch with your pension provider over there see what your options are it would depend on your age it would depend on a whole pile of other things um, I'd imagine they have some type of rule around trivial pensions and that sounds like an awful word yeah but it, yeah, yeah. it's a small amount of money went from a pension perspective yes. and therefore the rules may be different so get in touch with whoever sold you the pension in the UK and see what the options are but transferring it back here is really proving difficult with the new regulations so very possibly just leave it sitting where it is for the yeah, long term un- until you're ready to retire and who knows maybe Boris will change everything for us of course I mean we all put all our hopes and dreams into that one for sure uh, someone says oh and I'm putting an additional 75 quid a week into a credit union account am I better off going short term somewhere else I don't even know what that means yeah some of the if you if you have a look at the papers on Thursdays and Friday I, can, I always forget which one it is but one of the big papers does their business uh, um, section on a Thursday and the other one does it on a Friday have a look in there and look at some of the price watch comparisons one of the things that does get you decent in 
interest rate with banks is when you're doing a regular savings. They do encourage that a lot. They pay a reasonable, not great, but reasonable amount of um, interest on them. So have a look at the best buy tables and stuff in some of the newspapers on a Thursday or Friday and you'll be able to see where to put so your you money. So you can compare rate yeah. with rate. Yeah. Uh, everyone's calling you the guru now. Someone says, hi Kerr, please ask your guru what he would advise to do with a lump sum that we have for a nine-year-old. I don't know why they have one, but perhaps... Why uh, they have a nine-year-old or why they have a lump sum? Perhaps they fell off a swing. <laughs> um, long-term options as money should not be needed. What should you do? If you have a kid, money in a trust sort of idea for a kid, what do you do? I'd it? be really impressed if you could answer this one, Kira. It's a 60-40 no-brainer portfolio. That's what we go for. So you're not going to use I the money in the next I've listened five. to you yeah, to answer this, yeah, surely. You do, yeah. That's one of the things that your listeners do and they can... No, 60-40 no-brainer for portfolio. If you're not spending the money in the next five years, 60% in stocks, 40% in bonds. And if you're not getting advice, that's the route to go. And any of the long-term, um, the big investment houses will be able to give you access to them. So basically you're going to put this into an investment fund an for investment, your child. We call it a portfolio. Do we? Yeah, we call it a portfolio. Oh, I, thought that, I thought that was a folder that you put like, you know, bits of paper into. Anyway, not to worry. Thank you for that indeed. That is Facebook oh, Live. Oh, Facebook Live. Fa- Owen will be answering more of your questions and I know there are more of the questions because we didn't even get to them all but but uh, directly after the show on News Talk's Facebook page. So get your questions into him. He's very nice. He's very approachable. I, I, I can vouch for him. He's a good egg. Thank you. And I'll talk to you. Ne- Actually, I won't talk to you next week. I'm not here but uh, someone will talk to you next week, Owen. And, and thank you for that indeed.